This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. This week on Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Don't try this balloon stroking at home, kids. Buckle up, bear fans. Your mama do dance and your daddy do rock and roll. The Steve Bartman of 1936. And Rick's brush with Richard Lewis. All that plus unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are the Minutia Men. And Dave, you know, we, we speaking of Minutia, we got quite a bit of uh, response from last week's show. I don't know if you know about this. I not on the Twitter feed. No one is retweeting us. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm kind of feeling left out, but I'm glad you're getting the emails. I'm getting Uh, plenty. Okay, what hit me? Well, they were all very concerned about us because of the way that Bob Newhart story ended. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) Okay, so if you didn't tune into uh, last week's episode of Minutia Men, I was in the middle of telling a story about Bob Newhart. And... For some reason, the gods or whatever uh, shined down upon us and just shut off that story right in the middle of my story. Mm-hmm. And the audio went blank, and we have no idea what happened. So, um, you know, it just ended. And I was in the middle of telling how uh, this this wacky phone call that I was trying to make to uh, Bob Newhart, I kept accidentally hanging up on him. And he thought it was a, a like a wacky phone bit, like the bits that he used to do all the time and the button-down mind of uh, Bob Newhart. And so he thought it was very funny. And that really was the end of that story. So I'm, I'm sorry if, if it uh, was disconcerting to you and you were listening and you were hoping for some really dramatic ending to that story. I'm sorry to say there really was not a dramatic ending. So you didn't miss much. Well, you know what? You t- totally just blew our cover. Because it it's such a great way to, if we're doing a bit about a radio or about a, uh, if, we're, if you're telling a story about Bob Newhart getting cut off on a, on a phone call and then we cut off the podcast, that could be just our genius, our comedic genius. Oh, work. yes. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. We, we <laughs> so did. you totally blew it. Doggone it. Because how many people thought, God, that is clever. Did you hear what they did there, Bill? Did you did you see what the minutia men just did? This is clever, and you just blew it. Now it's just a now it's just a screw up. You know how many people uh, thought that based on the emails that I got? Zero. <laughs> okay, point taken. Touche. I, I, I think they know what they're listening to here. This is not exactly Tolstoy. It's like um, the Sopranos. I I thought it sounded like the last episode of the Sopranos. Which still irritates me to this day. <laughs> You're right. Is he dead? Is he alive? Right. Is there a power failure? What the hell went on? That's not something to aspire to, to that one episode that everyone still hates many years later. All right. Well, well, can you, can we do a full 30 minutes today with you out without you? All right. Knock on, knock on wood. Let's, let's see if we can do it this week. Okay, great. All right, what kind of minutiae you got for us, Dave? Well, Rick, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago, heck, maybe I dreamt it, I don't know, didn't we do a story about a Babe Ruth photo of him doing like an obscene gesture with a bat? <laughs> yes, yes, I believe we did. Okay, and we concluded that if you, any any male that you give a like a stick to or a... 
anything like, remotely shaped like a like penis. A, right. They will do the, hey, look at this. Right? Hey, look like, at well, it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Barry Selman, age 38, uh, high school or grammar school teacher, we could put him in that category. Okay. Now, I, I, I'm going to have to say, I think I could, could restrain myself in a grammar school. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Barry couldn't. And, okay. Uh, that's not good. A Bronx science teacher accused of stroking balloon near his crotch during a static electricity lesson, and he's suing for his job back. Well, <laughs> well it appears this Bronx science teacher, Barry Selman, um, was teaching you know a class on static electricity, had a big old balloon. It was like, I don't know, eight inches, four inches wide or whatever. And he started, <laughs> wow, well... that is a big old balloon. <laughs> well, exactly. And you can hardly blame him. It's a long balloon. Yes, you and, can. <laughs> well, I it's don't know. It's a grammar school. <laughs> okay, I How get old it. were these kids, did you say? Did you uh, even say? This is middle school, so I'm thinking okay. uh, 11. I don't know, something like that. Um, so he does the thing, static electricity, he goes, Aah! and then um, uh, <laughs> oh, and then there is a teacher's aide. This is where I wouldn't have done it. I could see myself doing the wacky penis balloon thing, yeah. but I wouldn't have told the female teacher's aide, hey, this is for your daughter. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, so what has happened? Okay, first of all, obviously, that's bad. Yeah. But. But now the boys of the class were so impressed. That's Roger Ailsey. Yeah, 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 right, right. Um, But the boys in the class obviously loved it, you know. And I'm sure Barry Selman's teacher evaluations threw the roof, Rick, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) I love the penis balloon bit. But all these kids now are using pencils and staplers and whatever they can for the rest, you know, rest of the semester, putting it in their penis and going, oh, look what I'm Barry Selman. I'm Barry Selman. Is so, that for real? Were they really doing that? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, and that was part of actually the lawsuit. Now he got whacked. He's suing to get his job back. And On what like, grounds? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. They didn't mention what grounds it was uh, or. Uh, what grounds to get his job back? Obviously, I mean, come on, I, 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 you know, that that's got it. That case has to be dismissed. I mean, I know it was the Bronx and everything, and you know, in yeah. the Bronx, just about anything goes apparently. But uh, come on, you can't be rubbing your balloon in front of kids at a school. Uh, it, yeah, right. Here, this here's the his defense is he was diagnosed with severe anxiety and mental depression. Now, I don't know if that's before or after the balloon incident, though. Yeah, I'm um, thinking it was you know, after, after getting uh, fired. You know what I always thought would be? I, I've always wanted to be a balloon animal guy. What are they called? <laughs> I think they're called twisters, balloon twisters. You, you know, know that go, <laughs> go to like fun festivals and stuff. And I was always dreamt of being, I don't think I do the penis, but I do things like Hey, look at this, the lower intestine. Yeah. You know, the balloon of a lower intestine. Oh, hey, here's a big stick. So you know, I, just, I, I'm just going to explain something to our listeners. They don't may not know about you, Dave. I've known Dave now for 35 years. And in those 35 years, there are two recurring themes that keep <laughs> coming up as things that he wants to do one day. One is some sort it. of a balloon animal bit. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. some public balloon animal bit that he's just dying to do. He's yep, got three yep. girls now. You could do it for the girls. <laughs> right, right. And and I'll, yeah, right. I wouldn't do the penis. I would be doing the lower intestines and okay. the duodenum and stuff. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and would you like to make a bet on how many laughs you're going to get over that? Oh, I would say 
a couple in the beginning, and then when they realize that's the entire bit, none. Yeah. Okay. Then your second bit, your second recurring bit that keeps coming up over and over again is some variation on mimes. Right. Right. Yeah. What uh, was your latest one again? Your mime bit. Okay, I was gonna. Well, I, should I say this because someone might steal it? I think we're pretty. It's pretty okay that no one's <laughs> gonna steal it, right? I think it's fair to say that no one's gonna steal it. I want to go to like, you you know, the subway. Yeah, uh, you're a suburban boy, oh, so sure. maybe you don't. You I've don't read know about what this, it. So, yeah, um, and they have these areas where you can perform performance areas, and you've got the, you know, the musicians and the, you know, whatever, and they all kind of suck a little bit. But yeah. not, I mean, they're not horrible, but they're not great, right? And they've got the... They usually have, like, oh. silver paint all over their faces. Is that the <laughs> kind of thing you're talking about? No, the... Um, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the guitarists and stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Just bridge the... over trouble water. Okay, you gotcha, know. yes. Oh, can't talk. I can't sing. Uh, and um, I wanted to be a mime and just be a really lousy mime and put, like, a basket in front of me that says, you know, four mime lessons. And like I would do with the mime bit and then accidentally talk like, oh, you know, and then just be a really lousy mime and see if I could collect any money from from passerbys. It'd be a, it'd be the lousy mime bit. What do you think? I think I think it would be so impossible to commit to that shtick because <laughs> well, everyone's well, going to walk by and go, well, that's stupid. Well, what the, yeah, but I but I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, oh, I can't talk. Can't talk. Can't talk. I'm a mime. Can't talk. You know, and I would do the, you know, I would do the the wall thing, right? And the walking yeah, against the I'm window. I'm in a box. I'm in a box. Right, exactly. oh, oh, crap. I forgot. I shouldn't have said I was in a box. Right, exactly. You're supposed to uh, guess that. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't be walking through bad weather. It'd be, or, you know, walking against the wind, it'd be walking against mildly inclement weather. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. can see this is a really hilarious bit. I'm going to show. <laughs> and then I'm going to incorporate and do... Uh, uh, balloon animals too, <laughs> but but I'm not kidding you, uh, listeners. When I say that he brings this up like once or twice a year, and really wants to do it, I'm gonna really do it. really right, wants right. to do it. And I love the fact that you're just crushing my dreams here. <laughs> no. You sulk. I am you, saving you from yourself. You're a mime crusher. I you know am, what you I are. Am. Uh, I, all right. Well, you know what? Screw it. I was going to tell you all my other. Goals and aspirations and dreams, but bite me. I'm not going to do that anymore. Good. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, I got some. Uh, I got some bears minutia for you. Yeah, it's called the 2016 season. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, actually, so uh, SB Nation is a uh, sporting website, uh, yeah. and they have ranked. All of the NFL teams for this coming season. Uh, number one on the list is Arizona Cardinals, which I kind of found as, as a surprise. Mm-hmm. But they're number one. Uh, number two are the Patriots. Number three are the Seahawks. Four are the Panthers. And five are the Packers. Mm-hmm. So guess where the Bears are ranked this year? How many teams are there? 30? 32. They'd be 32. They are 32. Yeah. yeah. They're 32. They are yeah. considered the worst team in football. Um, yeah, they are, uh, I, they're going to be unwatchable. In fact, I don't think I watched anything last year of the bears. I mean, how I the can't... mighty have fallen. This used to be our lives. The bears oh, were know. our lives. Do, do you remember in 80? Well, of course in 85, but the, the preseason after the 85 season, we were still in champagne. Um, how important those preseason games were to us. Oh, I know. Like, it's just you ridiculous. Know, 
you know, Otis Wilson is not coming off this. You know, you know, uh, you know he's leading with his left. All right. I, I literally knew the number of every player on that team. Every and, single player. Like the third string cornerback. I knew all of their numbers. I knew everyone. Uh, what number was Pat Dunsmore? Pat Dunsmore wasn't on that team. What, 86 or 85? 85. Oh, really? I thought he... I don't think so. Well, I saw... I mean, I met him once, and he showed me his Super Bowl ring. Yeah, maybe he was on the injured reserve or something. Uh, wow, you're just crushing all of my dreams yeah. right today. I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, I just bring that up just to, just to let you know that it's a good thing the Cubs are good this fall, because otherwise we got no sports to watch. Uh, well, I guess Illini basketball is supposedly good this year. Illini football. Oh, are they supposed to be We're good? We're 1-0. We got Lovey Smith, man. Uh, Won like 52-3 to three or something like that in their first game. Yeah, but their first games were always like, you know. It was Murray it, State, <laughs> and it was actually a guy named Murray. Yeah, right. Some Jewish guy. Yeah. Oi, my back is killing me. Uh, and he still scored three points. <laughs> right, not bad. What? Who are the Bears playing in their first? I don't game? even know. Isn't that pathetic? Yeah. That's yeah. where it's no, come I, to. I, uh, I, you know, I can watch bad baseball. I can't watch bad football for some reason. No, me neither. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably watch every game, at least part of every game, and then you know, as soon as they fall behind, like twenty-one to nothing, I'll go out and rake. Or something like that. That's that's usually that's usually what I do during bad bear seasons. Well, like you say, luckily the white are the White Sox. The Cubs maybe having playoff games that are against. Yeah, the, I don't have to worry about any conflict. That's for sure. They uh, all right. Yeah, so, I, so I just wanted to bring that up, and uh, then I I throw it back to you for more minutia. What uh, kind of minutia do you have for us? Um, you know, we're in our fifties, our early fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have kids. Yes. Uh, my kids, I have one teenage daughter. You have, well, three. Well, yeah, well, not yet, right? What is Sean? No, no, Sean is 13, obviously. I got so one that's already kids. not a teenager anymore. Right, okay. Yeah. But uh, this is what I found very interesting. There is a study. Uh, it says federal data research uh, released by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention that found out that middle-aged parents are now more likely to smoke weed than their teenage kids. Wow. Right. Um, it goes on to say that uh, 7.4% of Americans aged 12 to 17 have smoked marijuana, whereas 8% of uh, 35 to 44-year-olds have used marijuana. This is what's aggravating me more than anything about this study. Um, let me let me read you this, see if you can catch this. Uh uh, but 8% of 35 to 44-year-olds use marijuana regularly in 2014, surpassing among teens for the first time since 2002. And it's not just for middle-aged folks who are indulging more often. Since 2002, regular marijuana use among Americans age 45 to 54 has jumped by 50%. We're still barely in that demo. And, and we're not even middle-aged. We're They're not? I think, I think at the age of... 53, that's middle-aged. Well, are you going to live to be 107? How well, this, I, what, this Centers of Disease Control, yeah, we, are, we are not middle-aged people anymore. We are older than middle-aged people. Oh, I see. Yes, I am agreeing with you. Yeah, right. that's true. Well, then what are we? We're old. 
Well, no, I mean, we're not middle age. We're not. What, what is after middle age? Elderly? Yeah. ARP. We're ARP members. <laughs> uh, did, you, so, did you ever send in your AARP card? Um, if you see me on a Saturday morning, I have my free donut, generally, <laughs> from Doug and I knew Donuts. it. I knew, I knew you did. Of all the people I know that are 50 plus. It's great. I don't it's know like, anyone more comfortable in their age than you. <laughs> it's like 19 bucks, and you get great <laughs> deals. Like if you're going to rent a car or something or a, or a hotel or something. But can it's you, awesome. Can you imagine, though, our parents' generation smoking weed? I mean, I, I really, we call that generation the greatest generation, right? Don't yeah. you think when all is said and done that the baby boomers are going to be considered the worst generation ever? <laughs> the laziest. I mean, uh, we have, like, destroyed America. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing that we have done well is music. Yeah, that's true. That's it. That's true. Uh, maybe snack foods. Like Chips Ahoy came out during our tenure, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to claim Chips Ahoy? Yeah. Uh, Cheese Whiz. Didn't we do that, too? Yeah. You see what I'm saying here? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, I, that's uh, not you know, good either. I'm just uh, getting my head around my mother being high. <laughs> my mother. <laughs> once David, yeah. yeah. Once, uh, dark side, yeah. side three, yeah. Good. Uh, 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 past, uh, yeah, oh my God, she would be. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Do you do you wish? Do you wish I was here? You yeah, know, right, we're right. just two lost souls swimming yeah. in a fish bowl year yeah. after year. Yeah. Right. Hey, did you ever notice that 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 fish don't blink? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But have you ever looked at my hand? Ow! <laughs> you know, I don't. But they just. But well, I don't think I could be high with my kids running around. That'd no way! No That'd way! Be horrible! That would, no, never gonna happen. In my face and stuff. Well, I've tried to. I'm no, gonna, gonna, no, no. In fact, days. let's move on to a different uh, yeah. conversation here. Let's go to our favorite uh, Cub sex seg segment called "Just One Bad Century." Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is "Just One Bad Century" with Rick and Dave. I think you're gonna enjoy this story, Dave, because I know how much you love the Steve Bartman story of 2003. Um, uh, this I is love the way that you people treated him afterwards, too. Not you people. I had nothing to do with it. I was yeah. nice. If I would have yeah. met him, I would have been nice. I was not one of those people. Yeah, you're right. You were okay. Um, but there was a Steve Bartman before Steve Bartman, and his name was Harry or Henry Hansen. And this week in 1936, he became a famous Chicagoan, and this is how it happened. He was working security at a Cubs-Dodgers game. He was a cop, a Chicago cop. And in the first inning of the game, a young uh, Cubs first baseman named Phil Cavaretta hit mm -hmm. a ball down the right field line right where he was standing guard, right where Hanson was standing guard. He didn't see the play that clearly because, you know, he's watching the crowd, making sure people aren't going to mm -hmm. jump in. But all of a sudden, he sees this ball coming at him, and he figures because he's standing in foul territory, it must be a foul ball, right? So he picked it up and tossed it over to the Dodgers right fielder who was charging towards him to get the ball. He's like, hey, mm. there you go. <laughs> and, and, and they had to stop play and the umpires discussed what they should do about it. And they decided that uh, Cabaretta had to go back to first base. And later he would have scored that inning if not for that play. 
And because of that play, the Cubs did not win the game. They okay. lost one to nothing in the tenth inning, and the Chicago news play, newspapers all blamed the loss on poor Henry Hansen, the Steve Bartman of nineteen thirty-six. Now, what, did this game make the Cubs like? Well, the Cubs were in it. They were in it that whole year because they won the pennant in 35. They won it in 38. They were really good throughout all of the 30s. And that year, you know, one game could have made a big difference. And people blamed it on the cop. (laughs) Isn't that just Uh, the way it is? What, uh, any... Follow-up to this? Did you reach out to the Hanson family? Well, you know, this happened in 1936, so he's probably dead and probably has been dead for... 70 years or so so i do not know the answer to what happened to poor henry hansen but i'm guessing if he was a chicago cop he uh, had a pretty good life a nice pension <laughs> right right that he's still paying that they're still getting paid on <laughs> right exactly three or four times yeah. uh so that's well, that's this week's just one bit century story i, th- I kind of like that story just because it makes you feel like you know this current generation we're not the only jerks uh what I know that as a Cub fan, you tend to be a little pessimistic, maybe. Not anymore. Not anymore, Dave. Future's so bright, I <laughs> got to wear shades. Just One Bad Century shirt available at justonebadcentury.com. But what I'm asking you is you've got to have thought about what possibly could happen. That is, the, what is your worst fear about the Cubs? And not just losing, but what... Describe to me what would this be is like the, porn for you. Oh, I know. I'm naked right now. Uh, I've got my I've got my eight inch balloon <laughs> stroking right now as I'm doing this. What I mean, what is your is it a Brant Brown, you know, miss of a fly ball in a crucial situation? Is it a I mean, that's all easy stuff. I mean, have you thought about what what is the perfect storm of of cub catastrophe that that would still be good shtick? Oh man, I you know this this is one area I try not to think about. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that you might be able to answer this better than me because you uh, have like wet dreams about it. Um, you know, I think um, I, I love a thinking the thinking it's two outs and throwing the ball. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, and th- throwing it into the state stands or whatever, or stealing second base when there's like a guy on second base already. That's good. Yeah. Uh, which didn't Sammy Sosa do once? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I mean, I, I think it's something like did that. Did you know or, that Sammy has joined Mensa since he left uh, the game? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. True. Uh, but the, um, yeah, I, I'm thinking something, just some boneheaded thing or. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking yeah. no, no bad things happen and they win and they win the World Series and then everyone is happy. See, and, the, and the sun comes out and we feel the sun for the first time. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's just the, it just feels so good outside. And you, you take a big breath of fresh air. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I've never lived before. I am living life now. This is fantastic. That's the way I'm. That's what I think is going to happen. You're going to drink up. Is Bud, is Budweiser is the beer of yeah uh, I, well, i'm not gonna go that far no are you gonna drink it this isn't bad <laughs> no this is actually no. good that would never happen that would never happen but you never know i mean it could the, the last out could happen and i could be there with my son and he can say to me dad, dad I love you. this I love will be you. the greatest moment of my life if i live to be 105 and i'm here to share it with you 
and I'll say, yes, son, I, I appreciate your appreciation. Come here, give me a hug. And then we'll hug everybody in the section and, and, and love will conquer hate. And then you'll go and to your car and there will be peace in the park. world yeah. and everyone will be happy. And then you'll go to your car and it had been towed because <laughs> you had parked <laughs> you it are a bad buzzkill. Yeah. Why don't you go? Why don't you go be a mime somewhere? <laughs> okay. Here's my mime impression. See, now that's comedy gold. <laughs> Is that good? Is that good? <sighs> uh, All right. All right. It's time for a celebrity potpourri. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So the way this segment works is, uh, and this time we're hoping it doesn't cut off in the middle of the story, uh, Dave reaches into a bowl of celebrity names and he pulls one out and I have to tell the story about having met that person. The names have been put in there by me because I know all of these stories and hopefully it's a good story. Some stories are better than others. Uh, when I had hair, I actually was, uh, people said that they remind that I reminded them of this guy. Maury Amsterdam. <laughs> Do you have a Maury Amsterdam story? Is that the name you've pulled out? Oh, so no, it wasn't, but you really do have a Maury Amsterdam story? I do, yes, but I'm not going to oh. give it away for free. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to look through the bowl right now because I want to see the, I want to hear the Maury. No, no, no. no oh, tell me what name you pulled out. Richard Lewis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see. You did have a little Richard Lewis in you. Yeah. You had that wispy black hair that yeah. was always uh, in your eyes. Remember that? Like, oh, uh, oh God, I hate this hair. Yeah. Um, God, all right. What? What you're gonna say? No, I, was gonna say I was just gonna say one day. I one day. I hope. I wish. I don't even. I wish I never had this hair. <laughs> is what I would say. You know, back in college because it was such a. You know, you would have been a much better mime when you had the full head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just saying. Although the beret fits better now. And anyway, uh, Richard Lewis. Right. This is the Richard Lewis story. I've actually met him probably a dozen times or more because he was a, a regular guest on Stephen Gary's show. Uh, when I was the producer of the show. But the, the time I want to tell you about is not a time that he was on their show. It was a time that he hosted their show. So I am a, I was running the controls for him, and he was guest hosting their show while they were on vacation. Now, Richard Lewis, has, his whole shtick is he's kind of neurotic. Right, kind of a screw-up. Right. Yeah, I mean, a little needy. Right, you know, right, 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 right. He needs right. constant uh, praise. Otherwise, he spirals, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that was a four-and-a-half-hour show. That's hard for anybody to do. I think you mm -hmm. know most comedians think they can do you know, a show because they're naturally funny. But sitting in a room by yourself for four-and-a-half hours and doing a radio show, a talk show like that, that is supposed to be funny – is a really difficult thing to do. And, and especially when their audience is you physically. Right. Well, see, that's kind of the story. All right. That's okay. the story. So I, this was the first time I had ever uh, run the controls for a guest host like this. And so I was really nervous because, you know, that was a big show. That was the mm -hmm. number one rated show in the afternoon in Chicago. And we had hundreds of thousands of people listening to the show. And every mistake was going to be my fault because mm -hmm. I was running the controls. And Richard had no idea how to do it. You know, I had to turn his mic on and off. He'd never done a radio show like this before. Well, I was so concerned about the controls 
that I wasn't really paying attention to what he was saying on the air. And what I missed was that he was telling jokes and I was not laughing. <laughs> I must have just been crushed. He just he was crushed, I bet. He completely spun out. He completely <laughs> spun out. In like minute 17, he just started talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a wall here. I've got this guy in the room here. Is it, do, am I not funny? All this time, like I'm a comedian and I'm not funny. Apparently, I'm not funny. I've wasted my whole life trying to entertain people and I'm not funny. And, 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 and you know, that was like, you know, the show started at 2.30. This was, you know, around 2.45. <laughs> And we still had you know four hours to go. It was brutal. It was brutal. And you know, and I should say that I am a huge fan of Richard Lewis. I think yeah. he is a very yeah. funny guy. And I was just not the right guy at the right time. And I'm, plus, I'm German. You know, I'm like, I'm not uh, demonstrative when so it comes. You crushed it. He, you crushed his dreams before you just crushed mine a few minutes ago. I did. That's kind of what I do, apparently. Uh, so my apologies. Yeah. I want to. I've never officially apologized to Richard Lewis, but I want to apologize now. I'm a pretty good audience these days. If if you ever see me at a comedy show, I will laugh no matter what. And it's still. I, I feel like it's penance that I'm still paying towards Richard Lewis. And what from 1988, Lewis? I apologize. What is Richard Lewis doing now? Well, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm with uh, Larry okay. David. Well, that's now five years ago, right? Well, I think they're coming up with a new season, actually. Oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah. So no, he's done. He's done very well. I, he he's been in movies. He's he's uh, you know continues to do comedy shows across the country. He's a very successful comedian. Oh, he's great. Uh, he did a. I, I, actually, didn't he do a? I'm, and I'm not making this up. Didn't he do like a fake mockumentary about being a clown? <laughs> you know what? That sounds familiar. I'll have our listeners look that up while uh, while we finish and, up the show here. And there were mimes and balloon animals. Yeah, I don't think that is true. No, but it was there. Was it was a mimey thing? There right. was some mime thing going on there. All right. Well, that that's a research project because we promised people minutia, and gosh darn it, we're going to find out before next week if that's true or not. If you like minutia men, by the way, with Rick and Dave. Then uh, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You know, one of the things that got cut off of our show last week, Dave, was when I pointed out to you that Andy Lurie, who we had given uh, props for being twice as important as us because he has two shows, actually is three times more important than us because he has three shows. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. he. Uh, I, do you think he's got equity in the network? He might. He might. Take a great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. If you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com. We've got two new books coming out this week, Dave. Yes, I know. One from Bobby Scafish, the great uh, disc jockey, and uh, the other one from Manton Clue, which is uh, actually Spike Manton and Tim Clue, great comedy team. They've got a Trump parody that's very funny. You should check it out. And uh, we also are the uh, purveyors of uh, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can do so at Podcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. 
And Dave, would you like to take us out of the show as a mime do, do, using some sort of balloon animal? Tune in again next week for some of this comedy gold. Ready? Go. Yeah. Squeaky, 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 squeaky. That's me. Be, that's me doing the balloon. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Wow. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> Tune in again next week for another episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and friends. Rick Kempfer. You yeah. have a story about Larry Lujak. Uh, so Larry, uh, I, I met Larry when I was a young broadcaster. I was with uh, Brent Miller one day, and we happened to be driving near Larry's house. Yeah. And he lived in Palatine at that time. And he said, well, let's go in and say hi to Larry. And Larry was in the backyard. He had just uh, rescued... Larry, Larry doesn't seem like a friendly person that you just pop in on. No. Okay. No. <laughs> so he was in the backyard. He had just rescued a baby squirrel, and he had it in a little cage, uh-huh. and he was nursing it, nursing this baby squirrel. And, and Brant and I just sat there and watched him, and every, like, you know, three, four minutes... Larry would say something, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and we'd go, oh, okay, Larry. And then we left. That was So that was the time that I met him. Right. He was breastfeeding it? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't fit it in the cage, but, he, you know. <laughs> Be sure to tell a friend about our friends. Listen, subscribe, rate Lasano and friends on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Just search for Radio Misfits.